Welcome to the Rev 411 podcast, where we discuss purposeful living, living life with purpose and on purpose so that we can make a difference that matters. We're glad you've joined the conversation. Here's today's episode. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of the Rev 411 podcast. And uh, just a reminder, Rev 411 stands for Revelation 411. Uh, that book in the Bible, uh, the last book in the Bible, and it talks about how we are created by God and for his pleasure. And that's why we exist, and we find our most fulfilling satisfaction in living to glorify and to serve God. And today we have a, a special guest on the program, uh, Pastor Dave Cotton, who is pastor up in the Northern Territory. And so I'm excited to be able to chat with him a little bit and to hear how God has worked in his life, how God has given him uh, purpose and called him to pastor in a, um, well, a church that's pretty far from where we are based in Bayswater, Victoria. So, Pastor Cotton, welcome to the show. Thank you, Rob. Appreciate it. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's a pleasure to have you here. And, uh, you know, one of the, the major things that we, we emphasize on the podcast is living life on purpose and with purpose. Uh, so by that, we mean living a, a meaningful life and also living intentionally. I, I think a lot of people uh, out in the world, they, they kind of just drift through life. And so one of my goals is to let people know, uh, number one, that their, their life matters. God has a purpose, a plan for each person. Um, he loves everyone more than we could ever know. And so their life matters, and he has a plan for their life. Uh, and we need to be intentional intentional in um, discerning that plan and then in following that plan. And that's when we find uh, the fullest uh, meaning uh, that there is to life. And uh, I, I thought it would be good to chat with you because uh, you've answered the call of God to to establish a church in the NT. And uh, so I uh, just want to hear, I guess, your uh, experience, your, your testimony a little bit, how, how you came to know Christ and, and how living for Christ uh, fulfills you know, that purpose and, and how you find uh, satisfaction in that. So really, I kind of just want to turn some of the time over to you just to, to chat about uh, your experience with Christ and, and how you find fulfillment in life I certainly appreciate the uh, opportunity. Um, I was, um, as a young person, I, I grew up in a, uh, a pastor's home, and um, there was obviously um, many times I heard the gospel, I heard the preaching, and was in Sunday school every service, obviously with the dad being a pastor, and uh, as a as a younger child, around the age of five, I'd made some sort of a profession in Sunday school. This was whilst uh, we were still back in our home church in uh, Adelaide in South Australia. And um, But there was no real concept of understanding about it. It was more just put your hand up and pray a prayer kind of thing. and um, no, no real meaning in it, though, no real understanding about it. And it wasn't until I was at the age of 12 where I was... Um, confronted with my sin and the fact that I was going to hell and was troubled by that 
to to such an extent that I was convinced that I needed to do something about it at that time in my life. And it was on a Saturday uh, after our evening meal. We had devotions, and and um, the Lord was really working on my heart. And uh, I got saved when I was twelve. And and it was, I suppose, in some ways. Um, there's a lot of things that I already knew. I mean, as you can imagine, growing up in a pastor's home, I mean, I was disciplined regularly, taught the Bible, memorized verses, all those sort of things. But it wasn't with any real understanding of being saved. It was more just doing it because that's what I was taught to do. But I did get saved at 12 and then uh, was baptized uh, some, some several months afterwards. And... Um, from that point in my life, though, to be honest, um, I, I started to have some struggles in my life uh, with various things, various temptations and sins and so forth. And um, a good portion of my my youth, I would look back on now and, and say was just a just a real struggle. And in some regards, I feel like I wasted a, a greater part of my youth in. Um, sinful things and struggles and so forth. And it wasn't until I was uh, late late teens, I think I was perhaps 19, I was at a, a National Baptist Fellowship meeting and the uh, the preacher was challenging uh, about service for the Lord and surrendering to the Lord and all those things. And um, it was at that time that I, I surrendered to the Lord to ministry, whatever that might be, and uh, not really sure though what that might um, involved. I, I mean, obviously, growing up in a pastor's home, I knew something of ministry. Uh, I didn't know whether that exactly was what God wanted me to do, but I just wanted, you know, to, to surrender to Him for whatever He wanted. So that was at the age of 19, and um, there were still things I was struggling with in my life, various things. I won't go into detail, it would take too long, but uh, I do understand. Uh, somewhat the, the the temptations and struggles that young people go through, mm-hmm. and just because you grow up in a Christian home and perhaps get saved young, it's certainly not an easy road. And when it comes to your flesh and to your desires that you have from your flesh, uh, if you're not careful, uh, a Christian young person is able to drift into areas that you wouldn't imagine. Uh, and it's so important to, to understand as a young person uh, God's Word and the principles of God's Word. It's not enough just to be, as it were, to be told them. You actually have to learn them and put them into practice for yourself. So very, very important. Uh, young people sometimes get discouraged by this because they feel like, well, I've got saved young and I've maybe surrendered or I want to be involved in ministry and why do I have this incredible struggle? And it's normal. It's not something that is abnormal for the Christian. It's actually normal for the Christian to struggle. And if you're not struggling as a Christian, then there's something wrong because it is a struggle. It's a battle. And it's the flesh. It's the devil. It's the world. And they're all against us. And it's certainly no easy armchair ride through the Christian life. Um, One of the things that... um, I suppose was an encouragement to me uh, over the years of those struggles and that was just different people 
that that I knew. I mean, I actually had my my, my parents and my dad was pastor as well. Um, but just over the over the years, I was always wanted to spend time listening and talking to various preachers and missionaries and evangelists who would come through the house with, you know, they'd stay with us where they would come and preach, you know, for my dad and the church. And I always had a a strong desire to just just to talk to them and just to hear about their life story and what they were doing and how they were doing things and uh, never really, I suppose, considering that that might be something that I would do one day. But I was always drawn to the pastors and missionaries, evangelists, and so forth, and they were always a, an encouragement, a challenge to myself, mm-hmm. and uh, something that um, I would encourage young people to do is, you know, want want to get to know your pastor, want to get to know other pastors and you know missionaries and so forth, because uh, they're a great encouragement. Um, they were for myself and I know from others that they have been a great encouragement, just their desire for, for ministry, the desire to please the Lord and and uh, they've already, you know, made the decision that that's what they're going to do with their life and uh, just to see how that works out is, is an encouragement. Yeah, for sure. So how then did that, did that play out um, in, in your decision to, to get into pastoring and, and go up to the NT? Um, so from that point, uh, from surrendering to ministry, um, with about three years after that, I was 22, uh, I got married, uh, another long story, so I won't go into that. Um, but then I also started to have, uh, these desires in my heart and in my life for ministry and for serving God, um, which before I hadn't really had. Now I had, I was involved in in the church in in some regard. I was uh, I was playing the piano. I was doing some song leading and so forth. Uh, but there was a time when I was um, just observing, you know, those in the church and particularly the young people in the church. And I had a real burden that there was something uh, of a ministry for them, something that was more just for them instead of just you know regular church services. So. I, I approached my dad over it and I said, look, I think you know, we need to maybe consider you know, a youth group for the for the uh, the young people in the church. Yeah. And he said, yeah, that'd be a good idea. Let's, let's pay that. And at that point, I, I guess I kind of identified it, but I had no real, interest in, no real interest in doing it. And it was something I just couldn't get away from. And um, within, a, within just a few short weeks, it was like the Lord was saying, well, you, you know what the, the situation is. You've, you see the need. How about you? And I was like, no, I'm not. I don't want to do it. And eventually, after you know, just over a few weeks, I said, well, Lord, if that's what you want me to do, I'll do it. But I'm not really keen to do it. You know, every week, every fortnight, because you know, every week's too much of a commitment. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of my approach to it. And uh, when we started it, the very first, uh, it was a Friday night. After that Friday night, it was like, Lord said, no, you've got to do it every week. If you're going to do this, you've got to do it properly. And um, so from that week, we just we started doing it every week, um, having a, a Friday night youth group. And um, we continued with that for about eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, we had uh, several youth camps, um, 
and I learned so much um, being involved with the youth and having it as a, as a as a ministry that you were, that I was committed to something that it was God wanted me to do it. I knew that's what He wanted me to do, and it was just a an amazing experience in so many ways. I, I suppose I experienced some of the greatest highs and greatest lows um, throughout that time. Um, there was a yeah, it was just one of those one of those things. Young people are what can I say? They're very um they're very vulnerable. They're very um you know, they can go from being extremely excited for the Lord to absolutely depressed and giving up. You know, and it, and it can happen just so quickly. The emotional kind of perspectives that they have and the struggles they have and their emotions and so forth are uh, at times can just make them feel very vulnerable and you, they really need that encouragement uh, to live for the Lord and most of these young people in the church that were part of the youth group had grown up in Christian homes and been saved young um, and it just it just to me is, is just that reminder that just because you get saved in, the, in a Christian home doesn't automatically give you some sort of status and maturity. You have to have your own personal walk with God. And, and unless there's an understanding of that and a, a maturing and a growing in your own personal walk with God, there's going to come a time when what you have is not going to be enough. Um, you're going to step out from underneath your parents, their authority, and from their protection. And you're going to go out in the world, you're going to maybe get some extra education, whether it be university or you get a trade or just get a job. And you're going to be faced with pressures that you've never experienced before in your life. And unless you have something of an understanding of what God has for your life and a desire to do it, it's, it's oftentimes you'll see young people at that point start to drift away. Mm. And so we experienced that. We saw some young people who were just keen for the Lord, and went on for the Lord, and then we saw others who just came through the system, as it were, and, and didn't take it on themselves personally to have the walk with God they needed to be able to survive the pressures that come through that introduction into the world. And it's so, so important that, that uh, young people recognize that this is a battle, it's not easy, and that there needs to be some definite decisions made. For sure. Um, so yeah, that was kind of where we we started with ministry, um, and um, also during that time, or just towards the end of that that time, we were uh, I should say I was um, doing a bit more ministry outside the church. I had the privilege to go overseas and uh, do some youth camps, um, did some youth camps in uh, in Australia as well, and. Um, they, that was all, I believe, just, I mean, obviously in hindsight, at the time I probably didn't see it as it was happening, but in hindsight, looking back, can see how the Lord was using that to prepare for ministry and putting myself in contact with, you know, other pastors and preachers and, you know, evangelists and different things who I was able to learn from and uh, kind of pick their their brains on uh, some of the, the, the areas of ministry and God's calling and so forth. And I had. If I could just butt in here, where did those trips take you? You said you went overseas. Yeah, so I went out to uh, 
to Papua New Guinea, which um, had some friends over there who were um, missionaries. And um, so we had, um, I, I can't exactly remember how many, I think it was maybe five or six camps over there uh, in fairly remote sort of areas up in the highlands of Papua New Guinea. And uh, we'd, we'd take over a, a group of young people with us to help out and, you know, get them involved in it as well. And, um, yeah, it was like a, a week, week-long week camp from the Monday through a Saturday morning. And there'd be any, anywhere up to, you know, 600 campers or so. And um, very, very different. Um, you, you couldn't run camps like that here in Australia. Most prob- well, any Western country wouldn't work. It was very, very different. But... There was a lot of focus on the preaching, um, and um, a number of people saved, a number of young people made decisions for the Lord. Um, very, very different experience to anything I've, I've had here in Australia, but um, the same principles of prayer and seeking the Lord and just preaching the Word of God as, you know, in a simple, practical manner, mm-hmm. and um, just to see the Lord work was just um, an amazing experience and something that I'll be ever ever thankful for the Lord gave opportunity. Yeah, and then, so you also did some in Australia. Was that mainly in South Australia, or did you travel around? Uh, I did I did most of them, actually, sort of. I did some in um, South Australia Church, but I was more director. I wasn't so much preacher there. I uh, did uh, two or three, three or four camps in, um, in Victoria, um, and then uh, I did some... Um, I did, a, I did a camp up in Sydney, and this is before uh, coming up to Northern Territory. Um, and, yeah, they, they were um, just wonderful opportunities to, to serve the Lord and to have opportunity to mix with young people. I, I suppose I've, I've had a passion, I still do, for young people living for God and making decisions for Him young and uh, not wasting their life you know, the things of this world. I mean, we all live in this world and we all have to uh, navigate our way through, but just to recognize that uh, the world's got nothing to offer as far as purpose. It's got nothing to offer as far as satisfaction even. Um, There there is nothing that can be compared to, to a life which is given over to the Lord and serving Him. And, yeah, I suppose for that reason... Uh, looking at young people and the potential that they have, there's always been a desire to have, if there's any opportunity to, to be involved in something around young people, then uh, to, to make that a priority. So then you were saying that this experience, being able to do these camps and, and meet these classes, was that somewhat of a um, either a catalyst or a, a benefit to you as you started to feel the Lord's call to the entry? Yeah, I'd say it was, it's probably a, a matter of both of those things. Um, obviously, there's as a, as a Christian, there's a process that has to happen in your life that God's preparing you for something that He you know, desires you to do. And that's not just for a one-off occasion. It's for the, you know, your, your entire Christian experience and your walk with Him. And it's just a step-by-step process. So everything that happens in your life, if you've surrendered to him and you're willing to do whatever he wants you to do, then he's just going to work things out in your life on a one-at-a-time basis. It's just one thing at a time. And those things are all lining up for the next thing. 
that God wants you to do. And it, it doesn't, you know, culminate in, well, now you're a pastor, that's as far as you can go. It's not like that. It's like that's what God wants you to do right now, but there, there may be something else he wants you to do. There may be some other place he wants you to go. And it's it's a matter of a lifelong experience with God and walking with him. It's not just a, you know, we've reached grade 12, we've graduated, and that's as far as you can go. That's not how it works. But if you look back on your life, you'll see that all the things that are happening in your life are, are processes that are taking place preparing you for the next step. So obviously for myself, I look back on those opportunities and I see those those men who were a part of my life, they were an encouragement, they were a challenge. I, I learned things from them, I observed them and watched their ministries and they were just such a blessing in their approach and there's, there's not two people the same. So to have, you know, a, a various um like group like different guys from different places, different churches, and and you know even overseas is is just an amazing experience because you're seeing different facets of ministry that you you may not get just in one place. And obviously, you you know you need to be discerning, you need to be careful, um, you know because these people are an influence in your life, and you you know you ask you know, God for wisdom so that you're picking on the things that he would have you see. And I mean, you're not going to agree with absolutely every little thing that people do or say, but just to just to be sensitive to what the Lord's trying to teach you through other people. And I think it's important to um, have, a, have a, a group of people who you can kind of observe and um, let them, as it were, be a, an example and a, and a help, you know, because I don't believe that God just would have us on our own as lone rangers. We need and depend on, to a, to an extent, the, the support of other brothers in the Lord. Yeah, yeah. Sound like a, a Paul had his Timothy, and I think you see uh, several of those dynamics. Uh, Moses had Joshua. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, so then. Um, I guess moving things forward a little bit then, um, how, how was it or when was it that you felt that call to the MP? Okay, so we had a um, couple family holidays uh, to the NT. I'd, I'd been up here before. It wasn't a matter of first time up here. Well, I knew some of the, um, the folks in the church that was up here. It was a small church. And... Um, We'd um, spent some time. I'd, I'd come up here for some work and different things over the years. And uh, this, there's a church here that had a pastor from the States, and, and he was here for about four years or so, four or five years. And uh, he went back to the States. And uh, when he left for the States, I had I had a call from the church uh, if I'd considered coming up here and, and pastoring. And um, at that point, I was... Um, involved in the church back at um, uh, Open Door Baptist in Arcandia and uh, was preaching on a fairly regular basis, I suppose, a couple of times a month and then other things that would come up I'd, I'd preach at, um, whether it be churches or camps or, you know, whatever it was. And I'd had a, um, a desire for the ministry uh, prior to that, which is <laughs> it's another probably a long story, so I won't get into that so much, but uh, 
nothing really happened and I was not really sure what the Lord was wanting in my life and where he wanted me. Uh, so when the opportunity came, it was a, it was a more of a, a state of my mind and heart where it was at, uh, that God allowed it to happen. I was at one point thinking that, you know, God wanted me to pass and therefore it was something that he was going to call me to do. And that's what I wanted to do and needed to do. And it was only through, uh, kind of realizing that, the call of God upon your life is is something that could be anything. It could be just to, you know, clean the toilets and mow the lawns and, you know, do some kind of simple task in the church. And just because you think that God wants you to be a pastor or a preacher, it doesn't make you any better than anybody else. It's just an opportunity to serve. And it's not a right that we have. It's an absolute privilege. And until we see that it's a privilege and that, we need God, he doesn't need us, then it kind of, we're not really at that point where we're, we're ready yet for the Lord to, to call us, as it were. So really, it, it took some time for that to happen in my life. I had these things happening in my life, and I was kind of thinking that, you know, being a pastor was, you know, well, that's the position, you see, because that's what God wants me to do, whereas I believe God was trying to show me that he doesn't need me. Um, and if he ever does call me, it's a privilege. It's a, it's a wonderful opportunity that should be seen as, you know, one of service, not of one of as authority and the leadership and all those things which perhaps we might desire. And um, so when they when they called me over it, we um, obviously you know, went to prayer over it, and and uh, I believe that's what. what God wanted me to do was to be a pastor, but just to know whether that's where he wanted me to be a pastor, I guess, was the, the issue at the time. So we prayed over it. I spoke with, obviously, my dad about it, and um, him being a pastor as well. We spoke with the church about it, and we prayed over it as a church, and um, the Lord just, yeah, he just worked it all out uh, and gave us direction and leading in that, in that direction. And uh, we've um, obviously... Um, made some considerations as to uh, where it was. I mean, Northern Territory is probably as far away from anywhere in Australia as you could be. Um, and there was obviously a certain amount of apprehension and wanting to make sure that that indeed was where God wanted us to be. And everything that we prayed and asked the Lord to show us, that uh, was very clear. And... Uh, there's yeah, so many details I could go into to, to, to share, but it just suffice to say that we were 100% convinced that's where God wanted us. And uh, when everything fell into place, we just knew that's where God wanted us. Yeah, praise the Lord for his direction. Um, I appreciate you bringing up the importance of prayer, bathing the whole decision from prayer. I think we in our hectic, busy world, and sometimes we, we don't really take the time to pray, and it leads us into rash decisions or decisions that we, we sometimes regret. Um, but having moved up there uh, and getting into ministry and whatnot, what what are some of the blessings, I guess, if we just take a minute or two and share some of the blessings, or, or just even some of the, the, the neat things, the fun things that, that God's allowed you to uh, experience um, in this, this uh, different Sure. Look, it's it's a very unique place. I mean, I'm not. This is not, you know, 
it wasn't my home. It wasn't what I was kind of accustomed to. So there's a lot of new experiences that we've had. I've always been a country sort of guy. I love, I love, you know, the bush. I've loved all those sort of things. So that side of it, I guess, wasn't such a hard thing to adjust to. Um, probably not so easy for my wife. Um, she's more refined and and more of a lady than than perhaps. Um, this sort of environment would be conducive to, but um, some of the fun things. Um, well, uh, uh, let me think. There's, there's obviously a lot of things that um, that I've had opportunity to experience. Uh, I mean, Outback Australia is a beautiful place. Uh, it's very, very remote, very um, at times wild. I, I enjoy, um, I enjoy fishing. I enjoy hunting. I don't get to do an awful lot of it, but. I've had opportunity to go out with um, with people into some very remote areas and see things that probably few people would get the opportunity to see. Um, oftentimes, when we get um, if we get a visiting preacher or someone come over, um, we'll get an opportunity to take them out. We'll go hunting or fishing or do something with them, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, those those are sort of some fun things, I suppose. Um, some of the highlights for me, um, obviously we've got four boys and uh, the Lord knew where he was going to place us and you know, having the four boys here and spending time with them and, you know, they're growing up now, they're, you know, the two oldest, uh, you know, they're young men in their own right now and, you know, working and and uh, seeing them getting involved in, you know, ministering to church is, I guess, the highlight. I, I am blessed by... You know the Lord working in their hearts, and they have their struggles and they have their battles. But um, seeing the Lord working in their hearts and lives is certainly a it's, a it's a real blessing, a real encouragement, and one of the things which you know is I, I suppose on, on every parent's um, wish list is to see their kids live for God, and you know trying to have. That balance in ministry and family can be difficult, but just to be able to spend time with them and do fun things with them is important. And um, but just to keep the balance too, you know, it's a serious um, aspect of life. You know, ministry for the Lord, and and just to be careful not to be sidetracked by perhaps the fun things as well. It's easy to just desire to you know have fun, and, and some of the things are good and they're wholesome, and there's nothing wrong with them. But even in that, we've got to be careful that we don't lose our focus and make sure that, you know, we, our heart's desire is just to please God, whatever we do. Um, we've had several people saved since we've been here, which is obviously incredible. It's, it's amazing. It's it's a blessing. And, you know, there's nothing that can be compared to that. Um, I've obviously um, had you know, different challenges as, as a pastor and as learning you know, along the way, and I mean, I'm uh, certainly not perfect, and and have struggles still, and and still have to, uh, you know, have things in my own life, I have to look at and work through, and and all that, and trying trying to have balance in ministries is probably something that I've never really thought about too seriously, um, but now being in that situation, I I see it as a constant. Um, challenge to, to make sure that you know there's that right balance. You know, there's family, there's there's the church ministry. You know, I, I do work as well, 
and um, and, and obviously, yeah, it's it's just unpredictable. You know, some days you have a certain expectation, and and nothing that you want to do gets done. Um, you know, and those things are sometimes it can be frustrating, and and you just got to be mindful that, um, you know, if the Lord's got a plan for your life and a purpose for your life. Just be careful that you're not so set in your way that he can't intervene and redirect. And, um, you know, people are just unpredictable. Um, you know, the people that you think are doing really well may not be doing so well, and the people that aren't, perhaps you think aren't doing well, may be doing really well. You know, I mean, you just got to be careful how you pigeonhole people and put them into categories and just, you know, just be sensitive to where people are at. And just to learn to listen and learn to, uh, just to, to be a blessing and to be an encouragement. You know, we're, we're all going to go through hard times and, and just to recognize, you know, that the Lord's working in everybody and, um, just to be sensitive to, to people. It's, I mean, that's really what service and ministry is about. It's about people and, um, just trying to, um, make sure that, you know, those that are, uh, going through difficult times in their life, they you know they have all the encouragement they need. It's so so important in you know our day and age we live um, that we we're encouraging one another. You know we often quote the verse in in Hebrews ten, you know not forsaking the sending ourselves together, and we kind of major on the being in church, but we don't often look at the second part of the verse where it says, but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approach and. Um, you know, the day in which we live, you know, as we know, on a world scene where it's chaos, it's it's trouble, it's everything that the Bible says it would be. Mm-hmm. And at this time, we need to be so careful that we're encouraging one another in the Lord. Absolutely. Yeah, and I appreciate, again, um, well, I just think back to our conversation, just uh, the things that you've brought out and uh, how you've found purpose living for Christ um, because when you strip it all away, um, everything, living for, for anything in this world is temporal, but um, living for Christ is eternal. And it's such a blessing to hear that you've, you've seen people uh, come to know Christ and that has an eternal impact. And uh, I appreciate what you said about ministry being about people. I really, um, you know, Life is, is really about relationships, it's about people and, and serving others. And um, for anybody listening, uh, especially um, you know the young people, one of the reasons I, I do this podcast is uh, for the young people here at Calvary Baptist Church in, in Bridgewater, Victoria. And I uh, just want to encourage you, uh, remember that life is, is not about things, it's not about entertainment, pleasure, serving self, it's about it's about number one God and other people and, and children other people. And so I'm just thankful, uh, Brother Dave, for uh, how the Lord's been working in your life and how he's, he's using you uh, to accomplish uh, a great purpose for himself and uh, to serve others in the United States. So thank you for, for sharing that. Thank you for coming on the show. I appreciate the opportunity, brother. And, um, May the Lord use you and uh, as you serve the Lord where you're at. And um, it's 
always uh, encouraging to myself to hear of others who have a desire just to please the Lord and and honour Him and and to be busy um, in in the various roles of ministry they've been called to, and uh, certainly agree with you that there's purpose in serving God. There's purpose. The purpose that this world would have us think is purpose is empty. It's vanity and uh, vexation of spirit if that's all we're here for. But once it's focused back on God and what He would have us do, there's, there's nothing more fulfilling in life than serving Him. All right, that will wrap up the show. Thank you again so much for listening. And remember, let's live life with purpose and on purpose. God bless.